0: this thought, the title of this session, or at least the beginning, the introduction to this session, that's all I'll have this evening to be able to do with the time that we have, is the local church and its authority, the congregation and its authority. We're in a series on Sunday evenings just talking about who are we, and we walk through Acts, we see that, we're going to ask the question tonight, who rules the church, Who has authority in the church? In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 22, or Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 22, um, he hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things, the church. Uh, Turn over chapter 4 and verse 15 of the book of Ephesians. Chapter 4 and verse 15. But speaking the truth in love, you may grow up in him, in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Turn over one chapter, chapter 5, verse 23. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Uh, turn one, two books over to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 1. Look at verse 18 in this great passage of Christology that's packed there. Paul going on and will just run on sentence over and over about Christ. And he says, and he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Chapter 2, Colossians verse 19 And not holding the head, talking about in the previous verse about those who are puffed up and fleshly minded, not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands have nourished, uh, nourishment and ministered and knit together, increase with the increase of God. And um, so, just thinking about this in the, the local church and its authority. Anything that is a living organism, and a living organism is defined as something that is a whole with interdependent parts. Anything that is a living organism is has both design and order. I was um, reading an article this week and it had to do with um, the abortion um, stuff. And and what's going on in our country and the turmoil that is going on, and then I was reminded about that this morning in our series in the video of um, Jim Berg uh, this morning of that little that little baby in the womb of the mother. That's what it is. It's a baby. It's not an amoeba. It's not a virus. It's a uh, it's it's a life, and it's growing and developing, and. Um, And and it's growing its its parts and it's developing over time. And just thinking about God as the creator designed and created life. And within that creation, not only is there design, but there's order in how it's done. It's not a random bunch of stuff that just, just, just spills into place. God is a God of order and design. We see also that whatever God establishes, he gives not just the design, the plans, and the definitions of what it is, but also order in how it is to function. We think about that with the first institution of the family. God created man and woman and established them in the Garden of Eden and he said it is very good. He established the home and then he gave within that home a structure of order and Paul will later on many years later he will go back and he will pick up that at that order within the family, with the home, equal in their, in their personhood to God, equal in their importance, but different in their function, different in their order. When God established the government, God's the one who established government. And when God established government, he designed it, and within that, he gave order. The whole, the whole idea of, 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 of government is supposed to be situated in, a, in an orderly fashion. And when God uh, birthed the church in the book of Acts chapter 2, he gave it order. And, and it developed and he had it in, as an institution to be in an organized fashion. God is a God of order and design. And when we talk about order in the church there is a word that is used by theologians or those when they talk about how a church is organized and how a church is run and what's the order of the church the word is polity Polity. it means a system of government ever heard the word politics ok oh, it's like oh we hear it too much <laughs> And what a mess that is. There's nothing orderly in politics. However, politics is the science of governing. And boy, is it a science. They're struggling at it. Uh, the idea of governance is the idea of rule and authority, power, and, and governing something that is living. Now, there's no debate whether the church in the book of Acts was organized or not. Even liberal scholars would say, oh yeah, the church was organized in some kind of order or polity. The debate is, how was it organized? How how did it function? The very idea of, of membership in the book of Acts displays some kind of organizational structure when Paul came to the church at Corinth and, uh, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and told them that there was a disorderly man within the church who was committing sin and he needed to be out of the church and they needed to do something about it or he was going to do it when he got there. F- f- shows that there were things, there was a procedure and there was a way that they understood who was in the church and how things were to rerun and who was out of the church and who was not responsible for the order and authority and the rule within the church itself. In other words, the structure of leadership, the structure of how they did things, how they served, how they ministered, there was order in the church. now it developed in the book of Acts, Acts chapter two, boom, three thousand people are added to the church. Notice that you don 't have deacons, a bunch of missionaries, and pastors and uh, but you had some you had the leadership of the apostles. You had this, these brand new converts. You had the communion. You had baptism. You had things going on. But by the time you got to chapter six of Acts, which is a little ways away, they had a problem and they needed some order and some help. And so a new office was established, the office of the deacons. Then you had to have church discipline. So, as the church grew throughout its first few years of its history in the book of Acts, as we read, you realize that order developed as God gave the wisdom and the direction to this church. And so, it developed to where it is. And then, eventually, we have what we have settled in the Scripture. All right? We don't just continue to add on to what we want. That's called tradition. And there's a good place for tradition, but you don't find Sunday school in the Book of Acts. But it's a it's a good tradition to have. It's a good thing to to do. You don't have Christian schools in the Book of Acts. It's not the. It, it, but yet. It's a good thing to have, it's a good thing to do. There are a lot of things that that we do within the order of our church, the design of our church, that are not necessarily found in the first century that aren't necessarily bad, but we need to understand by how those things come to be and how we do them. Now, I want to set this first and just take this, and this is the main issue. The church is not run by a group of deacons. The church is not run by a pastor. The church is not run by the people. The church's head is Christ. You know what a republic is? You know what a democracy is? The church is not a republic or a democracy. Milton Jones stated this, and I agree with him, the church is a theocracy. It's not that we all gather together and and the majority rules. That is a republic or a democracy. We gather together and Jesus rules. That's a theocracy. He is king here. He is the head. In our design as the church within our government, I believe we follow this as well in the book of Acts. What is the mind of Christ? That's what we are to follow. He is our head. I'm the under shepherd. The deacons are to come along. And as does the church, Gives, gives direction and, and, and responsibility and, and, and uh, delegates some of that authority to different places to be able to do some of those types of things such as the finances and, and the property and some other things and the staff and the school and some of those things like that. But when it comes down to it, it is not about what you want and it is not about what I want, but it is about what he wants in this church. And when we follow we follow Christ first and foremost, which means we need spirit-filled Christ followers in our church. Because if you're not spirit-filled, you're not gonna follow with the word of God. And if you're not a Christ follower, you're not gonna be looking as Christ as the leadership. You're gonna be looking to see what can I, what can I get? How can I get my way done in this church? And that's not my intent. That's not the deacon's intent, and that shouldn't be your intent. The intent is to follow the leadership of the head. Now, he's established a polity by which we get that done. There is, that doesn't mean, oh, we'll just do away with the, the deacons, do away with the pastor. Let's just might as well just do away with membership because we don't need the, uh, the people deciding anything, so we shouldn't have annual meetings or anything like that. No, that there's a place for that, but we all need to understand that our ultimate authority comes from Christ. That is the first Baptist distinctive. The Bible, the word of Christ, the word of God is our sole authority for both faith and how we live that faith out in our practice. Father, I pray as we conclude tonight, would it be a reminder, and I need this reminder as well, our leadership needs this reminder, our staff, Needs this reminder. Those within our church and our congregation need this reminder that Jesus Christ is the head of this church. And it is the will of Christ and the mind of Christ that we are seeking. For every penny, for every ministry, every child from the nursery all the way up to the ministries of the senior saints... uh, the the music, the preaching, uh, the 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 welcome ministry, the school, everything that is done here, it, it is done with with prayer and intent that we are following Jesus Christ and the Word of God. And Lord, what I pray, I pray that it would continue to be our focus, that we would have the mind of Christ together, be spirit filled believers and Christ followers in the Word of God. Uh, and in uh, following you. Thank you for all that you've done for us. Bless us as we go this week. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.